and welcome back to Hate Read. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. Every fortnight here on Hate Read, one of us challenges the other to read a book that we think they will hate. This past fortnight, I challenged Em to read a very scary book, The Ruins by Scott <laughs> B. Smith. Um, and so, Em, I have to ask the first question of the episode. Did you finish this book? I did. Yay. I I almost did it. <laughs> um, not only did I finish this book, I really liked this book. Oh my goodness, did you really? Yep. Ah, okay. Well, this is a total 180 from the last episode then, where we thought we were dying. <laughs> what were your thoughts, your first initial? I liked this book. I would never revisit it because I mm-hmm. was, I like, I'm in this headspace right now where I can't consume anything that is, like, less happy than British Bake Off. Because I just, like, I'm just not in the mood for, like, thinking or feeling bad at all. Like, I just want to be happy all the time. Um, yeah, I felt like I was in kind of a good headspace for this book. Like, it's very creepy. I didn't find it particularly, like, scary scary, but I did find it very creepy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it was just, like, it's starting to kind of turn into fall a little bit around here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's getting a little colder, a little bit chillier. It was a good time for a little bit of a little bit of spooky, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was like kind of good timing for this actually. So good job yeah. me. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you picked a great book for uh this this <laughs> Fortnite, which is kind of against the uh usual tone of the show. I I don't know how um <laughs> funny we're going to be cuz I actually really like the book. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of makes the episode difficult, but I guess, like... There's enough weirdness we can yeah. kind of get into. I, like, how would you, on a scale of, like, one being, like, uh, one being, like, Queer Eye, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. five being, I don't know, like, The Exorcist or something. Like, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? That's five. Um, <laughs> Where would you place this book? <laughs> Well, the scariest movie I've ever seen isn't actually that scary, and I was only scared because I was like younger when I saw it. And it's actually kind of a it's kind of a dumb movie, but it's called White Noise. Oh, and I think I remember that. It scared me so badly that I refused to go on my paper route by myself for like the next month and made my younger brother come with me. Um, but here's the thing: the reason that that was so scary to me, and what I generally am scared by, is that it's like a lot of the scary stuff in that happens in the daylight and it's all stuff that like would relate to the real world. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, like I am not near any Mayan ruins. So like, I don't have to fear the plant monster <laughs> was kind of how my brain was processing this. So like it was, like I said, it was definitely creepy. Um, there's a lot of body horror in this, which so like kind yeah. of a content warning for anyone who gets, really grossed out by that or has a problem with that. Um, we're probably going to be getting into some of that later in the episode. Oh, yeah. But um, I'd give it like a solid like three, four, probably three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think and, and kind of along the lines of the body horror, I think that was like the part where I almost dipped out because that is like very not my thing. Like I could do like mm-hmm. ghosts and shit, but when it comes to like flaying yourself, like I'm that's that's kind of where I have to draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> It was a lot. Um, yeah. 
which I guess that being said, we should start talking about what actually happened in this book. Yes. Which again, so we both at least decently like this book. So if this seems like the type of book that you'd be into and you're really worried about spoilers, this would be the time to like pause the episode for eight hours and go read the book. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So uh, with that said, here we go. Um, Okay. So this story uh, takes place in uh, New York. Um, There's a young man named Seymour who works at a plant store. Downtown. <laughs> on Skid Row. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I promise no more Little Shop of Horrors jokes. Um, okay. So. I think I confused the downtown song by Macklemore with the downtown song in in Little Shop of yeah. Horrors. I think yeah, I think you downtown, might have. I think that one's Little Shop of Horrors. And uh downtown where they rip your slips you go downtown where the no downtown where the guys are drips you go downtown where they rip your slips you go downtown where relationships are no go i wish i knew more of that musical (laughs) i just always like that part because her voice is so like breathy and whiny and it's really you can't mess it up because it sounds bad (laughs) Oh. oh man anyway Anyway, yes. This book, like that musical, is about talking man-eating plants. Just uh, (laughs) get that out of the way. Um, And you think we're joking, but... We are not. We're not. That's 100% what this book is about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there are four college kids, well, post-college kids, on vacation Mm -hmm. in Mexico. Their names are Jeff, who is the leader. Boy Scout. Boy Scout leader boy. Eric, who is the funny one. <laughs> Amy, who is Jeff's girlfriend. The bitchy one. goody two-shoes. <laughs> well, she's also like the tightly wound goody two-shoes one. Yes. Yeah. The prissy and, one, maybe. Yeah. The prissy one, I think, is actually how Eric <laughs> describes her. And um, other girl. Stacy. Stacy, <laughs> who is the slut. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, Stacy is dating Eric and is best friends with Amy, and they all decided to go to Mexico together. And here they met uh, Matthias, who is a German lad who came to Mexico on vacation with his brother, who went off into the uh, jungle to follow a girl who is working at an archaeological dig, and he hasn't heard from him since. They also are friends with a group of Greek tourists whose names they don't actually know, but they go by fake Hispanic names. So one is Pablo, and he's the important one who will follow the group. The other two don't matter. Don Quixote and Juan. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Remember their names because they will be largely irrelevant. (laughs) And it was kind of a nice change because this book had so few characters coming, having read a book that had too many characters yeah yeah I did like that it was like very here's the people we're stuck with and that's it so okay so Matthias uh asks Jeff and Amy if they will go with him into the forest to go after his brother because he's like worried about him because of course he is because he wandered away on their vacation to go follow a girl into a forest which is like a bad idea um, <laughs> which like 100% no I'm not gonna go with you if you ask me that like <laughs> right right well and here's the thing Jeff is like yeah we'll go and Amy's like uh, Amy really didn't want to go but 
she decided to go anyway because Jeff wanted to go. And it's like, Amy, girl. Girl. <laughs> Amy, we need to have a talk. <laughs> you should listen to your Your instincts. boyfriend is making a bad decision here, and you need to tell him that. Yes, yes. And, and it was so rude because Jeff was like, well, you could stay here by yourself, like knowing full well she would never want to do that. And mm, it was sad. <laughs> but also I thought it was weird that Jeff was like, oh, you could stay here by yourself. And Amy wasn't like, yeah, you know what? Me and Stacy are going to stay here. And then Eric yeah. probably would have stayed with Stacy. Like, I didn't understand really why everyone just was like, yeah, sure. Jeff sounds like a great idea. Let's go follow this. Guy yeah, let's follow the this basic stranger into the deep, deep forests of <laughs> with this hand drawn map yes! that his brother gave him. Oh my God. So shady. <laughs> Like, there was a lot, here's the thing, there was a lot of, like, mistrust of the natives going around in this, like, especially in this first part, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you guys, I I get being vigilant in a foreign country, but maybe, like, turn down the concern about the taxi driver is screwing you out of a few bucks, and uh, be more concerned about, like, the really bad decisions your boyfriend is making, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, none of them are none of them are going into this, like, super naive, like, super naive dumb kids, but, like, their their trust is misplaced. They're, like, they're, like very American about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like, you. I kept being like, you guys are making us look so bad like stop Uh, so okay so they all decide to go off into the forest with or into the jungle with Matthias and um, Pablo comes with because Pablo does not speak any English nor any German I would assume because otherwise him and Matthias would be talking Mm -hmm. and nobody in their group group speaks Greek so it's all just like nobody understands Pablo Pablo doesn't understand them the only information they get is like through hand signs essentially so they just like to drink together yeah they're just like drinking buddies and um but pablo decides i i guess here's the other thing we get all the interiority of the four american kids but we don't ever get matthias or pablo's perspective Mm -hmm. uh so i have absolutely no clue what pablo was thinking (laughs) (laughs) number one he didn't know what what this trip was he didn't know where they were going they suddenly start walking out into the jungle and i guess he's just like yeah okay i guess this is what we're doing now yeah and then and then like the shittiest stuff happens to him yeah (laughs) poor poor pablo 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 did nothing wrong i don't know (laughs) but he got shit dumped on him okay so they're following this shitty map that heinrich matthias's brother left for him and they get into the jungle. Well, first they like pay a guy to taxi them out almost all the way there. And he's like, don't go out there. It's not good. It's not good. Don't go there. And they're like, oh, it's probably fine. Yeah. But which like, uh, then I have to question this guy that was like, how much did he know went on at these yes, rooms? Because yes. if he was just like, I'll pay, if you pay me $15, I will essentially save all five of your lives right or six of your lives yeah then that guy's kind of a shithole but like <laughs> well I think I think here's the thing I think he knew that bad things happened out there I doubt that he know, knew the full extent of it because how could he mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm guessing he just kind of knew like people went out there and like didn't really come back and 
I think that because at first he's just like just don't go out there don't go out there and he's mm-hmm. like so but like I guess I guess if I were him like at the beginning you look at the map and you could just be like I don't go out there yeah yeah I think that maybe he didn't realize until they got out there what it was um, maybe I maybe I don't know I think the taxi driver is the real villain of the story <laughs> screw the vine <laughs> it's the taxi driver don't trust taxi, taxi driver drivers is at best chaotic neutral or maybe even just true neutral i think he's just doing his thing and it's like once he realizes where they're at he's like oh i'll give them a warning but if they're not gonna listen to my warning then you know what can i do about it he's not gonna but again it it draws into question how much like the people around this area know about this whole thing that is a good question so okay so you would think though that like there would be some communication between the locals and the mayans but maybe not maybe i just am Maybe I'm just ignorant about relations between people there, but... I mean, I don't... That's the thing. I don't know, like, how interconnected those communities were supposed to be in this book, because... So, essentially, they get out of the taxi, they walk through the um, jungle, and on the map it says something about, like, if you've come to the Mayan village, you've gone too far. So they get to the Mayan village. So there is a uh, Mayan village in this jungle, so I don't really know if they're like hanging out with the locals and telling them about this human eating the other locals I guess I should say the Mm non-Mayan locals like this taxi driver um and telling them like oh hey yeah we have a human eating plant in our jungle (laughs) or if they just kind of keep to themselves yeah yeah that could be it was very unclear you would think though at some point like some of the locals would have gone missing and people would have gone looking for them but Maybe. Well, and I think probably people went missing, and that's probably why the taxi driver was like, ooh, this is a bad mm. area. People go missing here. He thought it was like human but, trafficking, not. Or, you know, just like people, just like a dangerous part of the jungle, mm. people get lost in it, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe maybe he didn't know it was something specific, like a plant <laughs> that eats. People. Your mind doesn't automatically jump to sentient yeah, plants. That is true. <laughs> it's the whole like. If you hear hoofs, you think you think horses, not zebras. Yeah. You know, if if you hear about missing people, you think like drug trafficking broke their legs walking through the jungle, not like got eaten by a plant. <laughs> you know. Oh uh. uh, man! So they get to the village. They kind of like they continue to act like American tourists the entire time there. Amy's just like snapping pictures of everyone without their permission. They're like going over to the well to get water and wanting someone to come get the water for them and being like grossed out by the rope because it's slimy and i'm like y'all privileged fucks (laughs) (laughs) this is how people live actually and you're just like documenting their life like a totally insensitive person yeah and granted this book was published in 2006 so those were darker times (laughs) It was, you know, before we were so enlightened. Before we were all so woke. (laughs) We were still napping then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay, so they're like, okay, well, maybe we missed the path or something. I kind of was skimming this part it a was bit, so boring like, i told you, you could like skip yeah, the part- first 15 percent of this book just know that these four kids make it to the ruins you don't need to know anything else so they get to this <laughs> they find the trail by like realizing that they put some plants in front of the trail to hide the trail or something yeah. i don't know whatever they find the trail they go to the trail they go through the trail they go and they get to this hill 
and there's like a meadow-ish before the hill where there's like nothing growing. Mm-hmm. So they're walking towards the hill, and then this guy comes up on horseback from the village and is like, he has a pistol, and he's like, shoots into the air, and they're like, oh my gosh, what do we do? What do we do? And they're like, we're trying to find his brother. We're trying to find his brother. And he keeps like making signs like, don't go any further, don't go any further, like, stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like are backing up towards the hill, and then Amy, who is an idiot, <laughs> Is like taking pictures again. Of people with her pointing camera. weapons at them. Of people pointing weapons, like because she wants to go to the police with it. I'm like, girl, the police don't care. <laughs> like, anyway, so that's a thing throughout this book. Is Amy keeps like taking pictures of people because she's gonna go to the police. Yeah. I'm like, literally, you're gonna get eaten by a plant. You need to like <laughs> reprioritize. This does not well end well for you, Amy. You don't sit. You're not. <laughs> this this book doesn't end with you in the police station with like an astronaut blanket wrapped around your shoulders because you're in shock giving an interview about what happened. And right. Your picture's, like, displayed on a desk in front of you. That's not how this book ends. Right. <laughs> even, even if the plant thing didn't happen, I very much suspect the police wouldn't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, we know. They'd be like, I feel like you were trespassing in the, their, like, fields and shit. Like, maybe you shouldn't have just assumed you can go wherever you want. Like... <laughs> Man versus nature. Nature wins every time. So Amy is backing up while looking through her camera viewfinder and feels a vine brush against her little ankle. (laughs) And the guy on horseback is like, freaks out and is like, nope, y'all gotta go, y'all gotta go. And starts like pointing them up the hill. And they're like, okay, I guess we'll go up the hill. That's what we wanted to do anyway. So they all start. Which, like, none of them were suspicious that, like, at first he was like, right. no, get the fuck out of here. But then she stepped onto the vine and he was like, okay, actually, go the fuck that way. Like, You're fucked now. Yeah. <laughs> Although, also, can I just point out, if we're going to be kind of blaming people, which I don't think the Mayans are really at all to blame. They're doing their best oh, with yeah, this fucked no. up situation. These kids, like, trampled all over this mess. Yeah. Like, but I will say it's kind of shitty that once Amy stepped on the vine. He was like, well, you're all fucked and didn't like try to get Amy to go and stop the other ones. You know, he was just like, nope, all y'all go. That is very true. He's just like, you're screwed. (laughs) This bitch ruined it for you. Now, six. Uh, but also he was probably, he was probably done with like trying to explain this to these dumb Americans who don't know his language and aren't listening to any of his warnings. So this is true. So the six of them travel up the hill and there's a tent at the top of the hill and they're kind of like, I think they're like looking back and seeing like more people ride up Mm -hmm. to the bottom of the hill. And there's kind of like more of the Mayans are showing up and they're like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. Very strange. They're having a party at the base of the hill. Very weird. Don't know what's going on. Um, So they get all the way to the top of the hill. There's a tent there. And there's, like, supplies and some stuff. And they're like, oh, well, this must have been where the uh, archaeologists were and where, like, Heinrich probably came with that girl. But there's no sign of anyone. I wonder what happened. I don't know. He's around here somewhere, surely. And Matthias is, like, calling out for him and shit. And everyone's like, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think at this point they try to go back down to the bottom of the hill and then all the Mayans are, like, encircling the hill and are like, nah, fuckers, you're staying on the hill. Yeah, and they're pointing, like, bows and arrows at them and stuff. Like, you cannot go past this. 
Yeah, and the kids are kind of like, maybe we should make a run for it. And then one of them comes out with like a full on rifle and they're like, okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a very organized effort by the Mayans to secure this hill. Yeah, so they, um, is this when they find the body? At this point? I think so. Either this time or the first time. I can't remember. But they do find Heinrich's body, like, covered in a I think it's at this vines. point because they, they go all the way up and they think Heinrich is still alive. And then they come back down. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, yeah, they find Heinrich's body. And they're like, like, they see this mound and they're like, oh, they realized what it was before they even looked. And it's Heinrich. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, gosh, the Mayans must have killed him for trying to leave the hill. Like that's what happened probably and Mm -hmm. now he's here decomposing it's weird that like no animals have come to eat his flesh like that's strange but no it Um, was like partially stripped from his body i think at this point no it was like rotting at this point. okay because like they notice their hands are burning when they pull back the vines to see because they because because when um what's his face goes back when jeff goes back Mm -hmm. and does the whole circle and finds all the bodies Mm -hmm. At that point, he's, like, a straight-up skeleton. Okay. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's lots of bodies. (laughs) Yeah. There's also a varying rate of how quick the bodies get eaten. So, yeah. Because some of them are, like, stripped of flesh in, like, two seconds flat. flat, And then some (laughs) of them are, like, still recognizable two weeks later. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's supposed to – or at times it kind of seems like the vine is, like, preserving some of them on purpose. But – to like psychologically torment the others, but how did the vines know that Heinrich's brother was gonna show up? Oh, how did the vines know Heinrich Jeez. even had a brother? Yeah, hmm. maybe Heinrich told them. <laughs> <laughs> they I just had know. a nice heart to heart before Heinrich was killed and eaten by the vine. He was like, "Man, I just wanted to come to Cancun with my brother and have a really good couple weeks here." And we had to meet had to meet the stupid archaeological girl lady, drag me here to these now, rooms and. All of my friends have been eaten by plants. Yeah, so I guess just take me, man. <laughs> sad. Very sad. <laughs> anyway, so they find Heinrich's body. They retreat to the top of the hill to the camp. Um, and they're like, well, fuck, what do we do? And they're, like, trying to figure it out. And mm-hmm. then they hear this, like, beeping sound from one of the mines. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's a cell phone. Someone has to go down and get it. Mm-hmm. So they get a rope and like that is like attached to a little. What were they rope. calling? Windlass? Windlass? Win- yeah, a windlass. Which I don't. I don't. And I didn't care enough. Exactly. I was like, like, I didn't um, bother googling. It. I assume it's. I didn't. I assume it's that cranky thing that you crank ropes with. You know? Oh like yeah, that makes lowering. sense. Like this is how lazy I, I, I think was. I didn't even like long press on the word for Kindle to tell me what it meant. Like. <laughs> I just kept reading. <laughs> like, well, we're in it now. My imagination will supply something for me. <laughs> right. So they so they have this rope that's attached to a thing, which is probably the cranky thing that you put ropes on, but we're not 100% sure. But, you sure. know, it could have been don't anything. Don't We don't know. Could have been anything. Could have been a turtle. I don't know. <laughs> Flintstone style. The turtle just, like, pulls the rope up when we're done. It's a living. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they lower Pablo into the hole in the ground, yes. which I don't know. I can't remember how they decided it was Pablo who was going. I think he, he just did it. For it. Yeah, he was yeah, like, there's like, a okay. sound, and he just went, I think. Okay, so they they lower him down, but then they realize that there's still some vines on the rope, mm-hmm. and it's like, 
like they they've realized earlier when they touch the vines that if you crush the vines they have like a sap in them that's like corrosive and it burns your hands so there's still vines on the rope so as it's going around the windy thing that crushes them so it corroded the rope and it starts like it breaks off essentially Mm -hmm. and pablo falls the rest of the way down the hole and is in terrible pain he's just screaming screaming from the hole and everyone's like well shit we got to do something uh so they're trying to figure out how to or like uh, so no they're not trying to figure out what to do they just send eric down. yeah they're like you um, gotta go down there and see what's wrong with them uh again i think jeff's the one who's like eric's gonna do it and like no one really argues no i think eric volunteered because he it. said he wanted to do something like he felt weird not doing oh, okay. anything okay yeah oh yeah because eric eric and pablo were friends because they were drinking the books. one time because they were drinking and they the, pablo saw the snake and freaked out and pushed eric and so they mm-hmm. had a moment. Yeah. So they were friends. So, like, Eric was They're like, gross. I must go help my my friend. Um, <laughs> so Eric goes down the hole, and it's almost to the bottom, but it's, like, a little bit of a gap. So he's, like, he sees Pablo, and Pablo is, like, not in good shape. But, like, he, like, seems- jumps down and falls right on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> which probably made it a hundred times worse. <laughs> yes. So he jumps down and he, in the process, he lands on Pablo and also scrapes up his knee real bad mm-hmm. or cuts it. Yeah. It gets glass stuck in his knee from yeah. the, from the lamp. He's like checking out Pablo and he realizes that Pablo is moving his arms, but isn't moving his legs at all. So he's yelling back up to them. He's like, I think Pablo's back is broken. So we've got Pablo and Eric down the hole. They can't reach. Eric can't reach the rope because it's a little bit too short. And Pablo's back is broken. And also they still can't find the cell phone. And the lamp goes out because Eric fucking fell on it or whatever. (laughs) Um, So up top, everybody's scrambling around and trying to help rescue them from the hole before nightfall. So they like. At this point, it kind of started to feel like one of those old, like, point-and-click escape room games. <laughs> you know, where they're like, oh, I found a tarp. I'm going to cut it into pieces and braid it and turn it into a rope. Oh, I found matches. Better throw those down at Eric's head so he has use, them. Like, it was, like, very, like... Use tarp with utility knife. Yeah, use, yeah. Use shreds of tarp with rope. <laughs> where it's, like, all stuff that, like, maybe you would think of, but also you probably didn't think of and just ended up using the walkthrough. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so they fu- they make more rope out of the tarp and they also make um, a back brace or a, a, a backboard. Back- backboard, mm-hmm. yeah, to put Pablo on since his back's broken. So they send Amy down uh, with the backboard and then they like realize that the backboard because of the way it's connected to the ropes, like it's still not long enough to get all the way to the bottom. So they can't like move it over to Pablo and then put him on it. They're like, well, what do we do? Do we, do we carry him over? Do we just like try to braid more rope? Like Eric and Amy are just like done at this point. They're like, no, we're getting out of this fucking hole. Just put him on the fucking backboard. So they pick him up. It's like fold him in half. Like, meh. Which is a bad idea. Like they pick him up and he's like screaming in pain, and they're like, "Oh, this was clearly a bad idea, but we're in it now. Yeah, we so can't stop hoist- now." <laughs> so they hoist him onto the backboard. 
he was only a little bit paralyzed, but now he's yeah, ten thousand percent paralyzed. He's never walking again. No. Like you fucked him. Uh, so, so they all they pulled the other two out, um, and everyone is more or less safe at this point. Pablo is in excruciating pain and might be dying, but definitely is dying. Definitely is dying. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think they, they all, they go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're tired. They're sleepy. Yeah. And Sarah, no, sorry, not Sarah. Stacy gives Eric the world's saddest hand job. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this scene, so they're like, they're like all going to bed. Jeff is taking the first watch, but also so is Matthias, I think. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're both, they're both out of the tent, but like Stacy, Eric and Amy are all in the tent and Stacy just reaches over and starts yanking Eric's dick. (laughs) While Amy's like right next to them. Oh God. Like, it like goes into it pretty like it's very clinical in its discussion of what happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she uh, jerks him off until he comes all over the side of the there tent. There is ejaculate on in and around the tent. Here's the thing: this ends up being a bad thing because of the plants. We'll get to that in a second. But also, it's just it's just a bad idea yeah to give your boyfriend a hand job while you're sharing a tent with someone. I didn't understand the reasoning there about like I just wanted the closeness and the intimacy I'm like right hmm. I'm like now I know I've never been stranded at the top of an ancient ruin with a Greek guy <laughs> screaming in pain because his back is broken and like my friend's brother dead eaten possibly by this vine that we're surrounded by but I don't think I would reach over and give my boyfriend a hand job the first second we had semi alone. <laughs> While well, your best friend is next to you. Yeah. Just politely trying not to mention the whole thing. <laughs> and then in the text, like, the author makes a point because we get this from Amy's point of view. She's like, maybe if we weren't, like, you know, in fear of our lives, I would have sat up and gone, bravo, bravo. <laughs> When he like came to completion, which I don't, I think that's more awkward. Like if you had sat there silently through the whole thing and then revealed at the very no, the time, end the that you were awake, the time to say something is at the beginning of the yes, hand job, not afterwards when everyone feels extremely awkward about it. So clearly, the bad decisions just keep coming with this group. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so there is a sad hand job in a tent. <laughs> Everybody kind of sleeps slash is going on watches and whatever. Um, Amy goes out to Pablo at one point and covers him with a sleeping bag on his legs. But then Matthias later removes this sleeping bag. And this becomes relevant the next morning when everyone is, like, getting up and Pablo is, like, screaming his fucking head off and Eric is also, like, screaming his head off. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Stacy like, fell asleep on her watch, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at that point. I know she did later. Did she twice? I think Maybe. so. Girl was just She's a dumb. space case. 
This is like her, yeah, like they keep talking about what a, like how her defining trait is that she's kind of spacey and like doesn't really pay attention to things going on around her and how endearing that makes her. I'm like, that doesn't really make her endearing. Yeah. And I think to be fair, as the book goes on, the other characters see it as less endearing because it causes them more and more problems. (laughs) So, okay, so Eric... Because he has come dribbling down his leg, uh, <laughs> he has let, he has created a cum trail for the plant to follow. Because <laughs> it like eats up all, like so its little leaves like get on top of like biological matter and like suck them up. Mm-hmm. So it like sucks up all the semen and then it like follows that to his leg and then there's like the cut on his leg. So it's like, ooh, blood and starts like eating that too and like gets into his leg, which was really fucking gross. That is, this was the worst thing I had ever read about. I'm pretty so sure. So gross. So the plant is like inside of his leg, like under his skin. Mm-hmm. Moving around. <laughs> just, just moving around and eating him. So that's going on. So Stacy's dealing with that because she's she obviously wakes up next to Eric or like she, you know, goes check on Eric or whatever and sees all this happening and is trying to get the plant off of him. And then in the meantime, Pablo <laughs> has also had a plant crawl all up on him and it's just full on eating his legs. Yeah, it's like his, it ate his skin and muscles and everything and to down the point to the bones. where you can see bones. <laughs> Which was disgusting. <laughs> yes, yes. And again, a point where I almost had to put the book down and be like, I don't know if I can read the rest of this because obviously I know what's going to happen. They're all going to die because this is a horror book. Like, why? I don't... Well, not necessarily because a lot of times in horror, you have the last girl and the mm-hmm. last girl makes it out. So I assumed one of them was going to be the last girl. Spoiler, none of them. None of them was... There was... The last girl was non-existent. There was no... I mean, like, in the sense that one of them lived longer than the others, yes. But in the sense that one of them got out, no. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, Matthias and Jeff, I think, go and deal with uh, the Pablo situation and pull all of the little plants off of him. And Stacy primarily deals with the Eric situation and pulls plants off of him. And I think Matthias runs back into the tent at some point and helps her out. Um, because Matthias is the most competent person in this group by yeah by far. Yeah, Jeff thinks and he is, but it's really Matthias. Jeff, Je- here's the thing. If this was like a typical horror movie, and in a lot of ways it is a typical horror, um, but this would be the breakdown, right? It would be, and they kind of go into this when they're talking about like, oh, when we get out of here, they're going to make a movie of us, mm-hmm. and this is how this is how they'll change the characters. But it would be. Eric would be the clown who dies first to let the audience know that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacy would be the one who dies next because she's the slut and sluts have to die early in horror movies. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, to be clear, I'm using the term slut because they use it in the book a lot to talk Not about this trope. We're okay Not because word. I actually think Stacy is a slut. Like, <laughs> just to be clear. Then Matthias, they say he would be the villain, but he wouldn't. He would be the like outsider guy who comes into the group and has all of the knowledge and is leading them like through safely but then dies horribly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like so he would be like number three and then it would be jeff because jeff would be the false hero and then amy would be the last girl is how this would break down um so if you're familiar with horror tropes that's all of their characters essentially in a nutshell that's not how their death order breaks down in this book though but yeah so they rescue the two guys pablo oh and pablo i guess I don't know. Pablo is basically a red shirt, but 
he doesn't have a character in this anyway. Yeah, so, he was, you know. yeah. Because from this point on, Pablo's just, like, drifting in and out of consciousness, mm-hmm. essentially. So he doesn't oh. really... And sitting in his own excrement. Yeah, they talk about that a lot, and I'm like, clean him up. <laughs> they talk a lot about... I, and I guess because, like, the plant likes bodily functions, so... Yeah, but they were doing it before. Yeah, <laughs> before we knew about that, they were like... Before they got to the poops. plant... <laughs> there was a lot of t- there's like one scene very early on when they're walking through the jungle where like one of them goes out to like go pee and they like describe it like in detail and they're like and it splished and splashed and the flies were buzzing about and I'm like why are we doing this and then we get all of the pee talk later at, when we first get on the hill because Jeff who's like a know-it-all survivalist is like okay, we're going to save our pee. Everybody pee in this bucket. Like, it's fine. Everybody pee in... in, And I'm like, Jeff... And he's like, just so... Like, there's just a lot of talking about people peeing. And I don't... Yeah, it was was too much. And eventually, like, yeah, like you said, eventually it was like, oh, yeah, okay, so the plant likes basically all organic matter, including Mm -hmm. blood and semen and vomit but i don't know did the plant ever eat anyone's pee no no because it definitely would have taken that bottle away the first chance it got because they just like left it sitting somewhere so yeah yeah because the plant starts fucking with them pretty hard or like you Uh, know what it should have done is like put a little vine inside of there and then when someone was peeing in it well yeah (laughs) (laughs) i should write this book jeff goes down to the base of the hill because they essentially decide that Ever, like they they need someone to watch Pablo, so mm-hmm. someone's on that duty, and then someone has to watch the base of the hill because they're expecting Pablo's friends to come after him because he left them a note oh, right. yes. and a map to this place. So they're like, "We'll wait till Pablo's friends get here. We'll tell them like to go get help, even though we don't speak their language and they don't speak our language. And the only person who does speak their language is currently like paralyzed and also like half eaten by a plant. Um, <laughs> so." One of them has to stay with Pablo. One of them has to go down to the base and, like, walk around and keep a lookout for the Greeks. Yes. Um, but which Jeff have... goes down there first because his first plan is to just put a sign up. Mm. And this is actually – oh, this was actually all before the plants attacked because – oh, yeah, Jeff was down there when this was happening. That's what it was. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because – so Jeff's down at the base trying to put a sign up while they're all dealing with the plants eating legs and stuff. And then – he's looking and the Mayans aren't like doing anything. They're not like acting aggressively or anything. He's like, it's so weird that they, they just seem to want to keep us here, but they're acting like bored. Like they've seen this all before. Mm -hmm. And then he sees like another mound and he uncovers another dead body. And he walks around the whole base of the hill and he finds all these different dead bodies. Um, And he gets back to his sign and the plant has taken the sign, like taken it into its plant mass and and eaten the, the, um, paper parts of it essentially mm-hmm. and left the metal so Jeff has realized the plant is alive at this point and he like throws a pebble and the plant moves and then he throws another one and the plant doesn't move so like he realizes the plant learns mm-hmm. and can think so he goes back up to the top of the hill and comes across all this chaos with um, Pablo and Eric having various plant leg difficulties <laughs> so then they're like we got to, well, Jeff is like, let's cut Pablo's legs off. And he gets to that, like, realization real quick. With a lot of his grossest decisions, he comes yeah. to them very quickly. Yes. He, like, his first, like, if Jeff comes up with a plan 
that is the plan Jeff is going with. Mm-hmm. Jeff is not going to try to brainstorm a plan B. He's like, no. oh, I had a great idea. Let's cut Pablo's legs off. Yeah. And Matthias <laughs> is like, maybe we shouldn't do that because he'll probably go into shock and die. And Jeff is like, no, no, no. Let me explain to you how good of an idea it is to cut <laughs> Pablo's legs off. And at one point, it's says something about how he wants to cut Pablo's legs yeah. off. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Is Jeff a psychopath? I don't know. I feel like he just wanted to be in control so much that <laughs> he would go to any length to to assert his dominance over the other males. If you're at the point where you're like, I need to cut this man's legs off to prove my dominance, you need to like take a step back. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, and I mean, it's essentially because, like, from the first moment that they knew they were trapped up there and everyone was like, well, Pablo's friends will come. He was like, no, they won't. They won't come. They're not going to be here. <laughs> they definitely won't They're- come. They're not going to be here. We're going to have to live on this mountain. <laughs> like, this is – Jeff is 100% um, that kid who read, like, Hatchet. Oh, yes. And was like, I could do this. <laughs> And then spent the rest of his life, like, trying to prove that correct. And he's like, this is my chance. I'm going to be the next Hatchet. I'm going to be Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. Yeah. And then to kind of go along with, like, the whole the other Greeks are coming theory, though, that the others were, like, so reliant on, Pablo left them a map that was a copy of a map that was a copy of a map that was hand-drawn by an archaeologist, like... How would they, how were they so certain anyone would show up? We know that the first map wasn't very good because they couldn't really find the place. Yeah. I mean, Jeff was a mess for being like, no, they definitely won't find us. But obviously, like, Amy, who's like, they're coming. They're going to get us. We're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, she was in a lot of denial. Yeah. Yeah. And Matthias, who's just like, well, we're going to die or we aren't, (laughs) (laughs) was definitely the best. Of the group. Yep, yep. Jeff decides that they'll put it to a vote. And it's, uh, so it's like him, Matthias is like, no, I don't want to cut his legs off. Jeff is like, yes, I want to cut his legs off. Then you've got Eric and Stacy, who they're trying to convince. Mm -hmm. Amy is at the base of the hill in charge of Greek watch. Jeff is like, Stacy's like, well, doesn't Amy get a vote? And Jeff's like, well, she'll get a vote if it's a tie. So Eric is like, yeah, let's cut his legs off. We got to get the plant out. Because Eric believes that the plant is still living inside of him. Mm-hmm. From He thinks that part of it broke off when they pulled it out. So he's like, and he's like, I can feel it. I can feel it crawling around on my stomach, on my chest. Like, So he's going insane. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I totally thought that like the vines were actually like so far inside of him that they were pretending to be Eric and that he was just going to like burst open and be vines. Yeah. And that's what yeah, I, I thought. thought that was going to happen too. I mean, what happened I mean, was way worse in my opinion, but I kind of think like the vines were controlling his mind to some extent. Yeah. I would like, believe that. Cause he was like real quick to jump on board the cut his legs off plan. Yes. Which... A lot of the pro plant plans were very like eric was like yeah let's do it yeah yeah a lot of the plans that seemed to eventually help the plants in some way eric seemed to be really on board with real quick mm-hmm. so i think i think there was some brain activity or some mind control activity going on there but it's not made explicit yeah. but so eric votes yay on the cut his fucking legs off plan stacy is like <laughs> it, this all this part is all from stacy's perspective and she's like I don't want to cut his legs off. I think that's a bad idea. But also, Jeff and Eric are voting yes. 
And Amy's not here, so I guess I'll just vote yes. She's so dumb. She's so so dumb. (laughs) So she votes yes, but then immediately goes to get Amy so Amy can stop them from cutting his legs off because Stacy is a dumb dumb. (laughs) (laughs) She just drives me insane. Like the characterization of the women at some points in this novel. I'm just like, why did you make them so ineffective? (laughs) I don't understand. This seemed like, here's the other thing, in addition to like an escape room game, this seemed a lot like a survival video game Mm -hmm. that might be like made now, but it would be a very, very difficult one where there is like maybe one path where all of your people don't die. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other scenario, you're all going to die. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, so it's like when when I played Until Dawn and then when you played Until Dawn. Where I saved everyone and M killed like everyone but two people. I saved two people. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was kind of the vibe I was getting from this book was like until dawn. Yeah, yeah. Matthias and Jeff begin the process of cutting off Pablo's fucking legs. (laughs) Amy uh, is told by Stacy that they plan on cutting Pablo's legs off. So she comes running up the hill and arrives after they've cut off Pablo's fucking legs. (laughs) And Eric, and it's from Eric's point of view, and Eric's like, well, yeah. I'm so hungry, that smells good, I want to eat it. Oh, yeah, which also, I was like, okay, plant man. <laughs> yes, he he's definitely been controlled by the plant. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's essentially the plant yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, Pablo's legs get cut off, but Pablo lives to see another day, and... <laughs> They, I'm trying to, like, I remember the things that happened, but I'm trying to remember the order that they happened. I think Amy's next, right? Well, the cell phone rings again. Oh, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So the cell phone rings again. And they're like, we got to get that cell phone. That's the only way. Which, like, if this was, if this was, if this book were to happen today, like, no one would have fallen for that because we'd be like, guys, it's been over 24 hours. That phone is dead. There's no way the phone is still ringing. (laughs) This is nonsense. This plant is trying to trick me. <laughs> but no, someone's got their like Nokia brick down there and it's ringing for 24 days. <laughs> and also when they're down there the first time, they're like, oh, shouldn't the phone be lighting up? It's not. That's so weird. I'm like, there is no phone. There is no phone. Yeah. Like, who would be calling it that frequently at this point? <laughs> I mean... I th- well, because they, they eventually... F- okay, so they go down the mine shaft, Jeff and Amy, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And they are looking for the phone. Oh, and they have some tequila that was in Pablo's pack because they've... So they've gotten all their rations together from the little bits and pieces that they brought with, and the only thing Pablo brought were, like, three packs of saltine crackers and some bottles of tequila yep. because Pablo is a party animal. Um <laughs> So they, clearly didn't understand what they were going to do or yeah, else he, he might he have did packed not a sign little up bit more this. intelligently <laughs> or maybe not who knows yeah so they they take the tequila and they're like they make a torch out of it essentially and they're looking around for the phone and amy's like i hear it i hear it it's over this way and she like goes down a separate shaft and um jeff's like amy amy stop amy you dumbass please stop <laughs> and he amy's like what and he's like there's no phone. There's clearly no phone. There's never been a phone. <laughs> and they realize that the plant is making a phone noise. Like it has learned to mimic phone noises. Yes. And it is trying to lure them so they, they will fall down another hole and the plant can eat them. Which honestly, I didn't understand why the plant didn't just eat them this whole time. Like it seemed to be pretty fast moving. Like, I don't know. I guess yeah. it just enjoys psychologically tormenting yeah, people. I don't know. Why I don't it know. didn't take Pablo when he was down there. 
Yeah, it had plenty of opportunities to eat Pablo. Yeah. I'm sure if we, like, followed along, there's some logical rule of, like, when it can and can't eat you, but it was not. It only eats at night. <laughs> right. No, because it definitely ate during the yeah, day. Yeah, it definitely ate during the day. I don't know. <laughs> um, and it's not like, oh, it can only eat you. Like, it can only move when people can't see it or something. Because like they always see style. it move. Because they always see it moving around and, like, yeah. coming and eating their vomit and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. So <laughs> they go back up, but not before making Jeff makes a Molotov cocktail and throws it at the plant and the plant seems to not like fire. And I kind of assumed that that was going to be how they solved the whole thing was like yeah. burning it to the ground. Light the that entire hill on um, fire. Why hasn't anyone done that? Why hasn't anyone just like continuously thrown fire at it? Right. <laughs> they speculate like Matthias and Jeff speculate a little bit because they are like, why do the Mayans allow this to happen? Like, cause they realize that the circle that's surrounding the hill where nothing is growing has been salted. Mm -hmm. So, like, they've trapped the plant here. But they're like, why couldn't they just kill the plant? They're like, well, maybe it would come back stronger. And they're like, maybe they made a deal with the plant. Maybe they worship the plant. Like, we don't know. So, very unclear. Yes. So they get out of the the mine. There is no cell phone. They don't know what they're going to do. And is, let's see. They all get drunk. They, oh, yeah. Well, Eric, Stacy, and Amy yeah. get drunk while Matthias and Jeff are out doing important manly things. <laughs> Eric, at this point, keeps trying to get the knife from people so he can cut open his own flesh to get the plants out. And they're like, Eric, stop doing that, you dummy. <laughs> you big dumb dummy. Yeah. And he's like, no, I need to get the plants out. And no one believes him that there are plants under in his body. Right. So he... But then I think at one point they do cut him up and they find a, a plant growing in there. But they're like, we got it all out. It's fine. He's like, no, mm -hmm. there are still plants here. And he's like, you need to get them all out. And they're like, if we cut you open more, you are going to die. There probably aren't any more plants. And he's like, there probably are. Um, <laughs> there are plants. Which, I can feel them. Trust me. Which like point Eric. Yeah, there definitely yeah. <laughs> were more plants. <laughs> there was like a million plants inside of him. <laughs> it's just like all the plants. So the three of them get drunk. They start discussing what this will, like the movie this will be turned into after they get rescued. And they say some insults in the process. And then Amy and Stacy get in like a straight up fight and start calling each other, start throwing up, start throwing up, start throwing insults at each other. Mm -hmm. And Stacy is calling Amy a bitch and Amy is calling Stacy a slut back and forth. So it's like bitch, slut, bitch, slut. And then they keep hearing it, but they're not talking. So it's like, the fucking plant is calling Stacy a slut because the fucking how plant to knows. <laughs> <laughs> the plant is shady and it's like coming to read all these bitches. <laughs> so Jeff comes back at this point and sees the three of them drunk. And he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And starts yelling at them and the plant starts yelling back and they're like, dude, the plant can mimic us. Um, and he's like, well, you guys are idiots. Like, why are you drinking tequila when we're all dehydrated? Yeah. You big dumb, dumb, dumbs. <laughs> oh, and at one point, the plant mimics the fact that uh, earlier Eric had said that in the movie version, Matthias would be turned into a villain and he, his, he would be like the son of a Nazi or something. But the plant just starts shouting like Nazi, Nazi, Nazi at Matthias mm -hmm. in Eric's voice, which like really gets to like, how much does this plant know about like, 
that is our a culture good question. that it like knows that that would seriously bother him. Uh, yeah, like how did it know out of all of the words that Eric said? That it was, was like, the oh insult. yeah, they they called him a Nazi. Like, let's go. Like, yeah, yeah. Because assuming this is an ancient plant, I don't know. I guess maybe maybe there was at, during the 1930s and 40s some just really political people digging around in the jungles of Mexico. Well, I mean, I guess. I guess maybe if you go with the whole, like, Nazis who escaped to Argentina, like, maybe some of them ran north to Mexico later and then got eaten by the plant. I don't know. (laughs) And then Magneto came and, like, killed them, but left the plant. Yeah. Yeah. Just like. X-Men. Just like X-Men. It was really Michael Um, Fassbender the whole time. (laughs) So (laughs) the plant is insulting everybody um, in each other's voices. And... It starts to rain at some point, so they all go out to, like, drink some water. Yeah. And Amy, I think, like, drinks too much too quickly and starts throwing up. And she and Jeff have, like, gotten in a fight at this point. Um, And Jeff is like, usually when we get in a fight, I apologize because Amy is emotionally manipulative. She's a woman, and she uses her woman tears to make me feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) So Amy's, like, crying. And throwing up and like, Jeff, I need you to come help me. And he's like, no. He turns his back to her. Yeah, he turns his back on Amy. Goes to bed. Next morning, they get up. Amy's outside. She's dead. Plant fell dun, dun, her vomit trail into her mouth. <laughs> yeah, and it smothered her. And smothered her. Mm-hmm. Um, by growing a fucking leaf over her mouth. <laughs> and keeping oh. the vomit in so she choked on it. So she choked on her vomit. Ugh. So they're like, all right. Then we get this fun scene where Jeff, survival boy, is like, guys, I think we need to eat Amy. <laughs> everyone else is like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, we're no, no, no. Eric was like, all right. And oh, yeah. Eric was like, yeah, let's eat Amy. Don't eat my friend. <laughs> so they eventually decide that they will not eat Amy. And instead, they will bury her. But then they realize they can't really bury her because they don't have a shovel, which earlier the plant stole their shovel also. Side (laughs) note. So they put her in a sleeping bag and they're like, good enough. Guess that'll do. Which, like, obviously. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. They're like, it's probably fine. And then, like, the plant starts messing with Jeff by, like, throwing back the whole, like, Amy pleading with him to come help her right when the like unbeknownst to him what was happening when she was like Jeff come help me was that the plant was like Attacking. coming to kill her so yeah. if he had just gone over to check on her maybe the plant wouldn't have been able to kill her so the plant is throwing this back at Jeff because the plant is a crazy psycho and like very very manipulative which is very impressive for yeah yeah this this plant must have watched Mean Girls. It's it's really a very smart plant. It's a queen bee, but like for sure. It it yeah for sure. But also <laughs> it's murdering a lot of people, so that's not so good. But you know, <laughs> if it if it applied itself, it could really be a force of good in this world. I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Amy's dead. Then the plant like gets into the sleeping bag and eats Amy, but then it like mimics Amy's voice from the sleeping bag. So oh, they yeah, think like, that makes Amy's the sleeping alive. bag sit up, and it's like, Jeff, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're like, oh, my gosh, Amy, and they open it, and her bones come tumbling <laughs> it's just out. just like, <laughs> bones. 
And the plant is like, the tendrils are like, ha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah. The plant learned to laugh also. So there's a lot of the plant laughing at them. The more I describe this book, the less scary it seems. <laughs> That's true. In the moment, promise, reading it is terrifying. I promise while reading it, it was scary. Yes, yes. So it rains and Stacy takes all of her clothes off and then goes in with like other clothes and the plant starts like does like this full on scene like this radio drama of yeah. Matthias and Stacy having sex. Yes. While Eric was sleeping in the tent and he wakes yeah. up to this noise. To the to the plant mimicking this whole like long storyline of like Matthias and Stacy fucking Yeah, like a whole conversation and, and shit. Yeah, like whole long thing. And he's like, Stacy, so you fucked Matthias? And she's like, no, this didn't happen. And he's like, the plant doesn't make things up, Stacy. <laughs> I'm like, based on what? Yeah, exactly. Like, when did you guys decide that was a rule? The plant can't lie. <laughs> Eric's just like, no, the plant never lies to me, Stacy. The plant is my one good friend here. <laughs> <laughs> the plant is the only one I trust. I only trust the plant. The plant has never hurt me, except for that time it ate my leg and also <laughs> my chest. The time it actively tried to kill me. <laughs> the time it's currently living inside my brain. <laughs> Eric and Stacy get in a fight over this whole thing about whether or not the plant is actually uh, mimicking a thing it really heard, or if it is making stuff up whole cloth, or if it's just cutting and pasting bits and pieces the way we do with this podcast when we say dumb things. And Eric is like... Like, they're like, we should go check on Pablo. But they're like, it's fine. We can hear him breathing. It's fine. I think Matthias is the one who realizes Pablo is dead. And, like, essentially the plant has been mimicking Pablo's breathing yeah. while they're fighting so that they think Pablo's fine. But while they're doing that, it went out and smothered Pablo. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which super like, cool. Cool. I mean, like, Pablo was living a miserable existence this whole time and really probably was very happy to be out of it. So... <laughs> Um, so they, they kill Pablo and then who's next? Oh, then the plant starts doing, the plant starts saying in German to Matthias, Heinrich is here. Heinrich is here. Mm -hmm. Or no, No, it's where where is is Heinrich? Heinrich? Where is Heinrich? And then it says Heinrich is here. Heinrich is here. And then it says Heinrich is dead. Yes. Okay, so it starts it starts like chanting that at Matthias, which is like super fucking creepy. Like also it's in German, so that's like another added <laughs> layer of it being creepy. Not saying that German is like automatically creepy, but like of the languages to chant things in, I feel like that's pretty high up there in, in the Yeah. You know, it's like that and like French by small school children, I think, <laughs> is probably the other like major one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and Latin, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Latin while you're, like, spewing pea soup vomit everywhere and right. convulsing. Right, exactly. Yeah. So then it starts chanting, where is Jeff? Where is Jeff? Jeff is here. Jeff is here. Jeff is dead. Jeff is dead. Yes. And unbeknownst to this group, Jeff, who went down to the bottom of the hill um, during all of this. During he, the storm. During the storm. He tried to make a run for it and then got shot through the neck. Oh, by yeah. One of the Mayans and then dragged back into the plant Those and dicks. eaten by the plant. So uh, that's fun. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Jeff's dead now. And, um, and like, died a completely unremarkable death because no one even yeah. saw it. So. Right. Sucks to be Jeff. And the plant, like, brings his hat back. Just borrowed his hat. Up the hill. <laughs> And, like, puts it on Pablo's corpse. He's like, LOL, guys. Got you, friend. Got them both. (laughs) So there's all the creepy chanting. Mm -hmm. And then, let's see. Matthias and And Stacy. Yeah, they go for a walk walk by themselves for a bit. Because Stacy doesn't want to be alone with Eric. They go to find Jeff, right? Yes, yes. And they, like, pillage his corpse. And they go back up. And they come back up. And Eric. They hear the chanting. Oh, where? yeah, they hear the chanting, where is Eric, where is Eric? Mm-hmm. And they go back up. And Eric has got a hold of the knife. Oh, my God. This is the and worst. Has, Ugh. And has cut his body into ribbons and cut off his own ear and fl- essentially flayed yes, himself. his body is To try ribbons. to get all of the plants out. Ugh. And it, like, and it tells it from Eric's point of view, too. Yeah. And it's just like... So yeah. creepy, and it's like it's very. Gross. I could feel it here, so I started cutting here, and then I felt it in my ear, so I cut off my ear, and like, and like the thing is, I don't know how much of it was actually like there was a plant there, and how much of it was the plant making him think there was something yes. there. Yeah, like if you there know? was just spores on his brain or something. Right, like it was very <laughs> unclear, which made it very very creepy. So they come back up, and Matthias runs at Eric to try to like stop him or something yeah to try and grab the knife away and eric accidentally stabs him in the heart yeah so which matthias is out great great <laughs> the one useful person mm-hmm. um stacy holds eric as he's bleeding out and he starts mm-hmm. like he's like saying something and she's like what what are you saying? Billy? I don't Billy? know Billy. I don't know Billy. Who's Billy? And he's like, no, you you dumb dumb. I'm saying kill me. Please. Please kill so, me. I'm begging you. Long drawn out scene of him begging her to kill him. She finally does it, right? Yeah, she just like stabs him in the in the chest. Which cool. Mm-hmm. And then she essentially is like, well, gonna die here. She eats all the food. She eats all the food. And then slits her wrists and let the plant eat her. Yes. And As she goes like to the bottom of the hill and lets the Mayans watch her do it. Yes. So that the Mayans know it's all clear and they can go home. Yeah. Which was nice of her. I guess so. The Mayans were <laughs> like starting to pack up courteous. and stuff well, while she was bleeding out, which is like, uh. Yeah. Rude. Like, I feel like she meant to do it as, like, a see, this is what you've done thing. Mm-hmm. But they were definitely like, cool, cool, cool. We're done. <laughs> we can go home. Thanks. Glad you guys are all Thanks. dead. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Glad you're dead. <laughs> see you plan. next we week, plant. We should do it again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you get, like, a graphic description of her bleeding out and the plant following the blood up her arm and then eating her. Mm-hmm. And dragging till her she dies. the mound. Yeah. And that was gross. A lot of gross yes. stuff. And then... Little tag at the end. Uh, the other Greeks have met up with a group of three other tourists from Brazil. So, again, nobody speaks each other's language. And they are following the map, and they get there. And before the Mayans can even, like, come out and stop them, they're halfway up the hill. And that's the end of the book. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Yes. It was almost too much for me. I it was, I, was a lot. I felt like a fool. I was like, I can handle this. I won't be scared because like I've never really read a book before that scared me, to be honest. 
Um, I I have, but they've been ghost books usually. Mm. Ghosts freak me out. Mm, I will keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this like it like I said, it didn't like scare me in the sense of like I feel like I'm gonna have nightmares about it. But it was right. just really creepy and really gross. Yeah, just like the dread really got mm. to me as a whole because mm-hmm. you know nothing good is ever gonna happen. So right, Ugh, depressing. But and I mean like it, I've feel like I've talked about this before but like I I do like horror movies and I feel like in general it's harder to have horror novels because Mm -hmm. it's when you're watching a movie generally you don't stop halfway through and go do something else Mm -hmm. which is like always an option with a book and most people generally don't read a book all the way through so it's very hard to like create that like atmosphere that can kind of overcome the fact that you're going to be stopping and starting yeah but this book did that pretty well. Like, I did take breaks at a couple points, and I was still, like, I got right back into it. And it was still very creepy when I came back to it. Yeah. You know? I think it helped that, like, the book didn't have chapters. It was – it had, like, section breaks and stuff, but mm-hmm. it didn't yes. have, like, a point where you're like, okay, this is a solid stopping point, and I'll put down the book and right. walk away. It's kind right. of – it was very scary. Very scary. Mm-hmm. I scared. I don't like outside now. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like it before, so <laughs> nothing about my life has changed. <laughs> I do have some, like, pretty decent vines growing near my apartment. Oh, so, my God. You know. Kill them. Gotta Kill them before they insert, ins- insert themselves in your body. Maybe they already did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys can't see it, but Emma's, like, cutting off her face right now, and I just don't know what to do. <laughs> it's not me laughing it's the vines <laughs> this whole podcast was brought to you by ancient mayan vine. vines <laughs> come visit us in our ancient ruins Which, that was the one thing that did bother me a little bit about this book was um it was very especially and it got less once we kind of got into it but especially in the beginning it was very like dracula-esque and it's like fear of the foreign sort of thing Mm -hmm. this group of four american kids who are go to a foreign land and there are foreign allies but they're like the right type of foreigners they're the german white foreigners and the greek foreigners (laughs) and like the mayans aren't bad but they're like they're the ignorant foreigners they're not even like because it's very clear that they know what's going on as it goes on Mm. but it's like they're the ones who pose a danger because they are like unknowable fundamentally and it's savages savages right exactly but it's like based on this false premise that they are fundamentally unknowable when really what's happened is you haven't taken the time to figure out what they're trying to tell you Mm -hmm. um so i did find like the whole premise kind of of oh ancient mayan jungle surrounded by mayans who are both a danger and also the antagonists of this greater foreign evil sort of like it was a little bit uh, to me i was like "Eh, yeah i don't know if i like this but as it got into the cutting up your own flesh part i was like well you know who cares (laughs) (laughs) it's creepy (laughs) yeah and 
I think I also, I guess because, okay, so I, we'll do opposite of Silver Linings then because we kind mm-hmm. of both like this book. We both liked it. Yeah. My my um, non-Silver Lining, I guess, was the portrayal of both Amy and Stacy and how they were yeah. just like. So, like, we didn't really get into it too much, but I guess Stacy and Eric's relationship background was that Stacy would often get drunk and sleep around while she was in a committed relationship to Eric and Eric would always like take her back because she would start crying and begging for forgiveness. And then like Amy was kind of the same way. Like she didn't want to go along with Jeff's mm-hmm. plans. Then she was considered to be prissy or a bitch. And then whenever they got into an argument, she would just resort to tears instead of talking about it and wait for Jeff to apologize to her. So it's kind of like they both had this personality of like the manipulative woman who can't do anything right which yeah mm. and I do think part of that is because he was obviously the author was very aware of horror movie tropes because they have the whole discussion about the horror movie tropes mm-hmm. in the middle of this book so I think to some extent he was doing that in order to play into that and then subvert it by having them not die in that order and mm-hmm. whatever but I also think there's something to be said about how the overall message of this book is that like everyone dies but you need to die on your own terms sort of um or I guess like because I think like that's kind of the thing is that Amy's big fatal flaw was that she let Jeff do whatever he wanted and didn't really like put her foot down Mm -hmm. and like like that she was she was very like she did argue with people at times but she didn't really take control of things and she was also the first one to die so I think yeah. like there's something in that and then Stacy although like yeah on the one hand she's described as a slut by the other characters and she's sexually promiscuous she's also the one who does kind of go from the one who's just gonna do whatever everyone says and what everyone agrees to to being more willing to enter conflict I think and then obviously mm-hmm. at the end she's the only one who to some extent, dies on her own terms. Mm. So, like, I definitely agree that I think they were, in general, very shallow. Mm -hmm. And all the characters were kind of pretty shallow to some extent. But I think they were shallow for a purpose. It was just that 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 doesn't take away from the fact that, like, it's still kind of an annoying trope to have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know if the purpose was, or if there wasn't another way to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a more or a less punishing way of doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I I just feel also it is kind of like although we joked about like oh this was in two thousand six or whatever before everyone was woke. It's like yeah, it was in two thousand six before like Cabin in the Woods existed mm-hmm. and you know did the whole deconstruct of that whole horror narrative sort of thing. So I do think I do think it hasn't aged perfectly, but yeah. I think. <laughs> There is kind of something to be said about, yeah, this was written, like, over 10 years ago. Yeah. Which... And there was a different... It was a different time. 2006 doesn't <laughs> feel that long ago to me. Right. But it was over 10 years ago. Yeah, I was still in high school. I was school. still in high school. <laughs> um, all right. So which of these characters did you relate to the most, then, since we're kind of on the subject of the different characters? I was a total Amy. <laughs> See, I thought I was Amy until they said the thing about, oh... 
Amy doesn't like to be alone. She always wants to be with other people. And then I was like, nope, nope. Oh, no, nope. see, that's me. <laughs> I would rather be with people doing something I don't like than alone doing something I like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I can't relate to this feeling. <laughs> Please let me go. I will stay at the hotel room. Y'all deal with the plan. <laughs> Y'all um, go die, and yeah. I will fly back home on Friday. <laughs> right, right. See ya, suckers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely, like, think Amy was, especially in the beginning, very yeah. – like, I was like, yeah, okay, I I get her, you know? Yeah, minus the picture-taking part, like, that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would have been a little bit more respectful than that, but. Like, the fact, there was, like, a line towards the beginning where she's talking about, or where they're talking about, like, how um, she and Jeff are both going to med school, but people just, like, listen to Jeff more and, like, mm-hmm. automatically do what he says, and, like, they just think Amy's kind of being grumpy and, like, you know yeah like, and I'm like okay yeah I see I see what's going on here <laughs> I feel you Amy um but I think of the like I wish I was Matthias but no one is Matthias he's too good at everything and way too self-actualized yeah. he should have made it out at the end <laughs> but I would say probably I'm most like Eric in that like he's the funny one and he's mm-hmm. like you he doesn't really know what he's doing with his life <laughs> And he gets eaten by a plant, as I have been. I was going to say, if I had questioned that before, <laughs> definitely <You> know. now. <laughs> yeah. So is there a book that you would recommend? So not that you would rather be reading, or maybe you would rather be reading it, maybe if it's like a complete different book um, from this. But I would say not really like that I would rather be reading, but that I would like continue from here now that I've kind of been like, oh, maybe I don't hate horror novels quite so much. Mm-hmm. Essentially anything by Stephen King, because, like, kind of the main horror guy out there. But specifically, I was going to go with Misery, because I've never read it, but Ah. I just saw the play recently. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of, like, I'd be interested in reading this book. Um, And it, you know, it's not really anything like this book that we just read, but it is in the same genre of, you know, horror type stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah, just like that creeping sense of dread as opposed to, like slasher like you said what about you what would you have uh what would what will you be picking up next after reading this book well not that I specifically want to pick up next but like if someone else read this book or heard our review and was like it was so good I don't need to read the book what can I read next um I would recommend Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer which is the first book in the Area X um, series and also now a movie starring Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac. It's a very good movie. But the book essentially is kind of along the same lines of there is this biological horror thing kind of going on where this group of people go into Area X and some there has been some event that has kind of made this area alive like the plant life and the animals are different and everyone that's gone in has kind of like disappeared and not come back and so this this group of women go in and they're trying to investigate what happened and it's very it's again not like outright scary horror but definitely has a good creepy vibe to it so if 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 you are intrigued by this book um but maybe you don't want something as violent or as gory then check out annihilation all right cool Mm -hmm. um so i think that pretty much wraps it up for this fortnight's episode which means it's time to talk about what we're reading next 
normally we would do a challenge here if it wasn't time to rewind uh because burr, 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 next, burr. <laughs> next fortnight we are going to be doing a high school rewind that will be anna's choice so anna do you have a rewind book <laughs> you would like us to Why, yes, Ev, I do have a rewind book I would like us to read. Uh, have you chosen a rewind book that is not 700 pages long? Yes, it is a much more reasonable length, though still a little bit longer than our normal reads. Good, good. I would hate for us to have to re-record this segment after you first decided on a rewind book. Only to discover it's 700 pages long. Listen, I just, I picked the wrong one out of the series. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the one I meant the whole time. Yeah, definitely. This is the one I meant the whole time, guys. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the first time we've recorded this segment. First time. I have chosen for our enjoyment the book. The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. The second book in the first time I'm hearing this. (laughs) I know you're shocked, but bear with me. (laughs) I (laughs) I remember there was there was so much controversy over these books, and then I read it and I was like, that was very bad. His writing is not good. And like I was probably 15 or 16 at the time for me so for me to have noticed that at that age when I was quite dumb (laughs) yeah there are no standards at that age yeah (laughs) I was I was reading any garbage back in those days well for those of us out there who haven't heard of this fabulous book would you like to read the Goodreads synopsis for the Da Vinci Code yes and not Angels and Demons. Not Angels and Demons, which is like twice the length of the Da Vinci Code for some reason. (laughs) And I'm not reading it. (laughs) I'll get you one of these days. (laughs) Uh, An ingenious code hidden in the works of Leonardo da Vinci, a desperate race through the cathedrals and castles of Europe, an astonishing truth concealed for centuries, unveiled at last. While in Paris, Harvard symbologist Robert Langdon is awakened by a phone call in the dead of the night. The elderly curator of the Louvre has been murdered inside the museum, his body covered in baffling symbols. As Langdon and gifted French cryptologist Sophie Neveu sort through the bizarre yep, riddles... Yep, that's how that's said. Mm-hmm, I'm very good at French. They are stunned <laughs> to discover a trail of clues hidden in the works of Leonardo da Vinci, clues visible for all to see and yet ingeniously disguised by the painter. Even more startling, the late curator was involved in the Priory of Scion, a secret society whose members included Sir Isaac Newton, Victor Hugo, and da Vinci, and he guarded a breathtaking historical secret. Unless Langdon and Neveu can decipher the labyrinthine puzzle, labyrinthine, labyrinthine, there's a lot of hard words in this, while avoiding the faceless adversary who who shadows their every move, the explosive ancient truth will be lost forever that pretty much wraps it up for this fortnight's episode as always you can tweet at us at hatereadcast on twitter or email us hatereadcast at gmail.com uh so make sure you send us a message if you your brain has been taken over by a ancient plant monster <laughs> or if you've we'd got love any, to hear from you if you got any spooky stories to share with us 
Yeah. Uh, thanks as always to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. Mm-hmm. You can check out his info in the description box below. And if you want to, um, we would love it if you subscribe to us on whatever platform you happen to find this podcast. Um, and if it was on iTunes, please leave us that five-star review. We would appreciate it very much. And in the words of Scott B. Smith, there was always something odd to feel if only you stopped and searched for it. Ooh, spooky. Spooky scary. <laughs> Hold on. Angels and Demons. Did I mean Da Vinci Code? Shit. Let me see which one is shorter. One one of them is like... I think Angels and Demons is shorter. Let me see. Because the Kindle version of Angels and Demons is 736 pages. How much is it? 736 pages. Oh, shit, man. We're not doing that. So it must have been Da Vinci Code. Shit. (laughs) Now we have to re-record it. Well, are you okay with doing Da Vinci Code then? Well, if if the choice is between Da Vinci Code and 700 pages of Angels and Demons, <laughs> yes, we're doing Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I just knew I wanted to read a Dan Brown book, and I'm sorry. Like, when I talked, I didn't – I thought I had gotten the right book, and I oh, didn't have the right Anna. book. So. Anna, Anna, Anna. <laughs>